to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. We are fully immersed within Sagittarius season. This is a time ultimately where... We have an opportunity to renew our lives, to activate the childlike wonder that lives within our hearts. These are essentially springs that are future fertile fields where we may express through time and space with all the worlds that have ever existed and ever will. Meanwhile, staying true and close to the earth never letting her prayer out of our sight. As we have experienced the Sagittarius new moon and Jupiter has stationed direct at 28 degrees, 48 arc minutes, Pisces on the day of the new moon this past Wednesday. And The Sabian symbol for 29 degrees Pisces is light breaking into many colors as it passes through a prism. This is one of the very last degrees of not only the entire journey of Pisces, but the entire zodiacal wheel. This 29th degree of Pisces is 
quite powerful and it is culminating. It is speaking to the cycles of existence, how they begin in unity and end in multiplicity. That no matter how or what happens to one along the journey, there's this process of unity experiencing its multi-unity and then coming back into that source consciousness. And so now, between now and the 21st of December, Jupiter is making its final pass through its home sign of Pisces. It is direct, it is flying free, and it wishes to bestow abundance and prosperity and potential and knowledge and wisdom of this culmination of the final degrees of Pisces and the journey of the zodiacal wheel. Jupiter will not enter back into Pisces for another 12 years. And once we reach winter solstice, Jupiter will shift into Aries where it will journey until about the middle of May of 2023. So if you have Jupiter in Pisces or Aries, this is a really fabulous time as we culminate the year of 2022 and look to 2023 to call forth your return, to call forth your expansion and to really anchor yourself into all of the possibilities that are illuminating for you particularly the ones that feel most juicy and alive, to follow the energy current and to be open to receive the gifts that are wishing to come your way. Regardless, if you have Jupiter and Pisces or Aries or another sign, we all have an opportunity to make the most of this. And so the question is, what are you going to do with this energy? We are still integrating the eclipses. And as I've spoken about many, many times in these Stars, Stones, and Stories episodes, eclipses have reverberations for nine years, 18 years, and so on. And the month prior to the exact alignment of the eclipse and the month after are the peak experiences. So Until we move through the 25th of December, we are absolutely still feeling that strong reverberation of the Scorpio Samhain eclipse season. I play the gong and many of you know this and you've had the experience of circling up with me in person, which is really the only true way to experience the gong. I'm in a process of upgrading my sound equipment so that I can share gong um, virtually as well and with more people. However, the, the magic of the gong is that you feel the vibrations in the room when it is being played. It's not just a sound resonance. It is something you really feel in your physical body. And the gong has this power to clear the subconscious mind, to help us to drop old patterns and old programming. 
And this is a key time to work with this dropping of old patterns and old programming because first and foremost, we're in the midst of this Mars retrograde that is in Gemini. It's being ruled by Mercury. And we all have this powerful opportunity to clear out old perceptions and old beliefs. A lot of these beliefs are things we picked up in the womb space when we were gestating within our mothers, or they've been passed down through the ancestral line. And they can be beliefs and concepts that are extremely outdated and that no longer serve where we are as a humanity in these times that we're living in in 2022 as we begin to merge into the year of 2023, the Gregorian year, which I say that because we have been using a particular calendar collectively for some time, and it is not the only calendar. And we should claim that, we should know that, we should know that there's other calendars out there that are just as important, if not more important and more holy. And these are all topics that will be coming more and more to light over the next years. And as these profound conversations become more commonplace, it is important that we're all grounded and rooted into our own unique value system so that we can hold our personal frequency of truth and sovereignty. So the astrology of this week coming up uh, brings us some interesting opportunities, and I'm really excited to share with you about Venus Day, the 25th of November. It's an interesting time. We see in the Western culture, particularly in the U.S., um, (laughs) I've been getting Black Friday messages for like two weeks now. It's crazy. I mean, I remember when Black Friday was one day, and then it became like a week. And now it feels like it's an entire month. And so we're really being primed to consume, consume, consume. There are times and spaces where we need to purchase things to better our lives. And I am in full support of all of us having the abundance and the prosperity that we need to thrive in our lives. However, it's kind of insane how much of a focus there is on consumerism. It's amazing how we can all get an alignment with purchasing things, but we can't get an alignment with feeding everyone, making sure everyone has food and shelter and clothing on the planet. And this is a pretty interesting conversation as we go deeper into the Aquarian age. Like, what are our collective values and How do we exude them as a culture? We're in the process of a great cultural renaissance, and each one of us is a contributing artist to these times. And so on the 25th of November, Venus Day, Friday, we have the moon shifting into Capricorn. It really wishes to be efficient and practical. It's a time to be focused and visionary. And It's not the most emotional moon, which can be really beneficial for people who are gathering with family because it can help you kind of stay focused 
on a greater picture of being in celebration with one another. That being said, what I'm most interested about in the astrology of this day is that Mercury and Venus are approaching the great attractor. The great attractor is at 14 degrees Sagittarius or 19 degrees sidereal Scorpio, and it includes the extensive Virgo cluster, the Hydra Centaurus supercluster, and 30 other galactic companions. And it is this space of massive movement, a true warping of time and space while bending light with its massive gravity. Many astrologers and astronomers agree about how over 65 galaxies, including our own, are in the process of being swallowed by the great attractor. And we could say there's this huge magnetic pull drawing us into this field However, unlike a black hole, the great attractor bends light and you can see behind it. And as it is in the sign of Sagittarius, the hero's quest, the great truth seeker, this great attractor is dancing with so many beings. And it is like the great cosmic womb of all of the wombs out there within time and space. So there's this great void, this black feminine matrix of the great attractor. Last year on the 4th of December, 2021, we had a total solar eclipse in Sagittarius that was conjunct the great attractor. And so this Friday, Venus day, there's a reverberation of that eclipse and Mercury and Venus, what we love and what we value and what we're speaking and thinking and sharing wants to add in more consciousness around that particular eclipse portal of December of 2021. This Friday is a really powerful time to commune with source consciousness, to commune whatever with whatever kinds of guides and guardians and ancestors and little people, beings that you work with. There's like this open portal of communication that's very unique. I've been tracking the great attractor at least since about 2016. We we still don't know a lot about it. And Philip Sedgwick has done some of the most research out there on it. And he said it quite beautifully. He said, it's mysterious. It's captivating. It might even be the personification of the creator it magnetizes you to it like none other. And he also says the great attractor reminds us all that knowledge must evolve in order for us to be aligned in any moment with full consciousness. The great attractor notes that we cannot forget the past. Clear perception of now sets the stage. We cannot ignore the forthcoming. Equally, maybe even more significantly, the view of the moment and its perception of in front and behind remains the most important view to hold clearly. Is this view clear and accurately insightful? Could this view be distorted? Only the great attractor knows, and the great attractor reveals the present state in full, unlimited, and wide-ranging attention. Where should the view be placed? 
Can that view be upheld while understanding that all points of view simultaneously exist? This great attractor magic carries so much intelligence for the times we live in. And I invite you to check out that part of your chart, 14 degrees Sagittarius, to see if you have anything aligned there and to really work with this Venus day as an opportunity at the very least, take some time and journal and just see what flows, see what comes out of your pen as you move across the paper. We could say this is a very powerful time collectively to clear any and all distortions from our fields, from your lineage, your soul family, your star family, and to call forth the pure light codes of divine source. And as we traverse through the rest of the weekend, on the evening of Sunday the 27th, the moon shifts into Aquarius. We're in that waxing phase of the moon. And this is a time to become a little more spontaneous, to really allow your quirkiness to come through, to think, and most importantly, feel outside the box. Because particularly with the moon being in Capricorn and then Aquarius this weekend, we can get a little detached from our feelings. And so it's important to always remember to come back into the heart and to be present and to the center of the heart. On the 28th of Monday, Mars trines Saturn. So Mars is retrograde in Gemini. Saturn is direct in Aquarius. And they've been moving into this trine in a very close frequency since the Sagittarius new moon. And I believe this is super, super important in the Mars retrograde journey because Mars is our will and our vital energy, how we move forward. And Saturn is all about bringing in the lessons that are meant to evolve us in our path of self-mastery. And Mars and Saturn in traditional ancient astrology are seen to be the two malefics. So they bring us the more challenging experiences, which ultimately are for our greater growth and consciousness evolution. This energy as they come into the trine, there's gifts, there's awareness we can experience as you look to roughly, you know, that 20 degrees Gemini in your chart and that 19 degrees, 18 degrees Aquarius, that's what's getting activated with this Mars-Saturn trine. There can also be some tension in interactions with others and whatever's coming up for you, particularly this weekend and Monday, notice that because I guarantee you it is so connected to this Mars retrograde and also the completion of the journey of Saturn and Aquarius. Saturn will be shifting into Pisces in March of 2023. So we really want to be listening deeply to Saturn as well, because we're culminating our journey with Saturn in Aquarius. On Tuesday evening, in the the later part of the evening, the moon shifts into Pisces, bringing in more emotions and feelings, an opportunity for healing and dissolving, and also activating this poetic 
creative kind of channel part that lives within all of us, that archetype. And so the emotions can run high on Tuesday and Wednesday and throughout the day on Thursday. So just being aware of that and being aware of a greater sensitivity and using that sensitivity to your benefit. We come to the first quarter moon on the 30th of November on Wednesday, a week after the new moon. And the first quarter moon is always a time of great growth, but also tension. And it reminds us that tension is necessary for our expansion and our wisdom. And then finally, on that Thursday, the 1st of December, Mercury squares Neptune. And as Mercury squares Neptune, we've got Mercury in Sagittarius, Neptune in Pisces. And there's a tension between the collective cosmic awareness and our own intuitive personal dreams. And we're able to see where the obstacles are and where we need to continue to push forward and where we need to let go. So this this aspect can actually be really powerful and beautiful to utilize consciously. And I would just like to remind you that we are still in the season of Samhain and it is a time of being in that liminal state of taking more time to enjoy candlelight and divination and solitude and getting quiet and allowing yourself to really find your voice and your truth. In Western culture, which many of us who listen to star stones and stories were living in Western culture, there's this kind of constant agreement that it's okay to just be consuming and entertaining yourself all of the time and to be consuming media and to be consuming social media and just like taking in so much information. And we're coming into this season where the more that you can quiet and give yourself space and be very intentional about what you do choose to consume, the more you can tune into your own inner wisdom and truth and sovereignty. So with that, I'd like to just take a moment and invite you to circle up with us in Ma Magic. If you're missing the longer Star Stones and Stories episodes I've got you covered in Ma Magic. We've got a beautiful community forming, and you're going to have guidance through the entirety of each unique lunar cycle and consistent support and inspiration as well. Also, I am offering a 2023 masterclass. It is a live virtual teaching on the Gemini full moon in December. It's going to be amazing. We're going to cover the main aspects of 2023, what you need to know to prepare for this year that's coming up and the different cosmologies that are being threaded through so you know how to really prepare yourself energetically. And as we gather on the Gemini full moon, 
We're going to take a moment to also honor this year of the lovers, this year of Hieros Gamos, and it's perfect because it's culminating with this Gemini full moon, which is the card of the lovers in the tarot and ultimately is speaking about this divine union that comes from deep within of that inner feminine and that inner masculine. And for anyone who lives locally in Appalachia, I have some amazing events happening at West Asheville Yoga. I'll put them in the show notes, but I am offering a cosmic elemental yoga series on the Thursday evenings in December. And if you can't make all of them, it's totally fine. You can just drop in as well as you like. And I'm offering a beautiful tea ceremony with my dear sister and fellow priestess of Avalon, Ashley Smith. She has an amazing temple space called Pillar of Light in St. Petersburg, Florida. So please check it out if you're ever in the area there. She'll be coming up to Asheville and we're collaborating and she'll be holding the tea ceremony portion. And there will also be um, deep meditation, gong, sound healing, and an opportunity to really honor the season of Yule. So I wish you so many blessings as we fully immerse ourselves within Sagittarius season, and may you claim your highest truth and your highest potential. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. May there be peace to the east, peace to the south, peace to the west, peace to the north, peace deep within the heart of Mother Earth. And may that peace reverberate out through time and space, out through all of the galaxies and the cosmos, and thread back right into the center of your heart, grounding and anchoring you in these times. Ashe, blessed be. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.